Tenanora Tato, and welcome back to our latest episode or entry. I don't know, I should probably come up with a word of Purako Principles for the month of April. And thank you, Tenarawatu Koito, Utuku Patai Mai. Thank you to everyone who submitted some Patai. Uh, some, as you will hear, uh, I have to, or I want to elaborate a little bit more on, so might make individual episodes on the podcast for that. Uh, but we'll get into those when we get into them. And again, we're going to try with our one take. That's how we're going to publish it. <laughs> I got quite good feedback from uh, the kōrero from last month um, that you enjoyed it. So again, please let me know if you prefer it this way or before. Um, trying to record the kōrero in one shot means, well, from my perspective, it means that I'll better be able to produce content and kōrero uh, with my time now predominantly focused on being a mama. There's been some part about that which we'll get into soon. Um, but making the time to record and then edit and then tinker with it and publish it. Um, if I can mitigate as many of those steps as possible, I can focus more on producing content and then with more practice, I should get better at it. <laughs> so again, aku whakapaha, my apologies in advance if there are some comfortable, bordering on uncomfortable silences or if it sounds like I'm going in circles. Um, that's why. Okay. <laughs> well, okay, anyway, let's get into it. Uh, the first part I is actually about becoming a mama and different perspectives. Uh, is there a difference to the philosophy and ideas that I have? Is there a difference to my philosophies and ideas since becoming a mama? Or, and in part two, um, what are the most important values for my pepe and Fano? And simple answer and short answer would be no, there's not really much of a difference. Probably just a greater appreciation for parents, for mama, uh, and whatever the circumstances, whatever the situations might be, there's just because, you know, it's really hard to. Uh, empathize or understand what someone's going through unless you've gone through it yourself and it doesn't mean you can't empathize like heaps of my f close friends were mama and I would support them as much as I could and I always admired them and the way they parented themselves as well as their peepee um, but it's one of those things like you don't really know until you experienced it they might be indelicate with my kupu um, but yeah, I just didn't quite understand what it would require from me to be a mama or to, you know, do all these little things and the types of wānanga that would come up about my body, about the different decisions I make, who I let into my space, what kind of energy I want. Like, I thought I was pretty brutal with it before, but even now I'm like, well, I don't like this type of energy. And I definitely don't want that around my peepee. So how am I going to navigate this? You know, what kind of conversations am I going to have to have? So I don't think they've changed a lot. They've just really expanded and kind of like, oh, 
um, I thought I was on the money before, but now it's like I'm actually in it. <laughs> and this is just one peppy, and we're only a couple months into it, so <laughs> who knows? They might evolve. Those whakaro might evolve over time. But that's where it's at at the moment, and um, some ideas... Oh, probably one idea that's changed, actually, is um, the the levels and the types of tiredness of exhaustion like I thought I would get burnt out before and before I had a pee and before I was hapu and like I was in that context but then you know the midnight feeds the no con the lack of hang on the inconsistent sleep patterns so like getting a stretch of two or three hours at a time uh, that kind of stuff really it's like oh this just a whole new world of tired so that's probably the biggest change which I think is quite superficial and still trying to explore especially with notions around how important our sleep is for our health and wellness it's like okay I know sleep is important but what does that mean you know being a mama and I'm in these I'm in conflict actually about sleep training and that kind of thing because it's rooted in capitalism but like I know how important sleep is as well and so yeah we're just going with the flow and letting uh, our pipi lead that space and yeah I get to work from home started a little bit more mahi um, but yeah very fortunate to be in the position we are to um, just go on two or three hours sleep or you know broken five hours <laughs> but if you have any fakaru on that please uh i hope this is an invitation that like i don't mind hearing or receiving your fakaru or your perspective or your experiences with it because i know that there's uh, quite a few people who share their fakaru uh, when it's unwanted <laughs> it's like when when did I ask? But no, if you have any for Karo, please share. I would love to add that into my wānanga as well. And thank you for that pātai. Um, but I will be, I think I mentioned this last month, like I will be recording kōrero in their own separate episodes about uh, becoming a mama. And I've broken it down into like three main parts, which was kind of the Hapitanga, the birth, and then like reflection since then. So it's been a couple months and that kind of thing with their own little themes or sub themes and categories like supplements, energy levels, uh, different wānanga, um, insecurities, that kind of thing. So if you have a topic or an area you really like me to focus on or you'd like to hear about, uh, please send that through as well. Goodbye. Karawe. Uh, on to our next part, I, and this is from one of the blog posts that I wrote that was probably, they probably got me into a lot of trouble, but provided me with one of the best lessons in this hiding of sharing how I interpret and apply to Matauranga to daily life. And it's the one, I might link it into our Facebook group. Haha te mea nui o te ao. You're probably familiar with that whakatauki or whakatauaki, which I didn't know at the time of writing that blog post. I didn't know 
it was credited to anyone or any particular iwi, therefore I didn't know the deeper meaning or the context in which it was set. And that's 150,000 million percent my fault because tupuna mātauranga is my thing, like I should have known. But anyway, <laughs> um, I shared in the blog post that that mentality with the translation of what is the most important thing in the world it is people it is people it is people that's how it's commonly translated and with that translation i wrote how i disagreed with it and how that kind of thinking putting man uh, or humankind at the center or at the top of everything um, is why our world is in the state that it is today and uh yeah, I got in a lot of trouble for that because the kuia who coined the phrase or the whakatauaki, kui meri ngaroto, from Taupori and Te Rarawa, I believe, um, said it at a time of conflict and warfare for her people. And the way in which she said it was that life is more important so not the literal translation of hitangata but life is more important how the fenua the life of the women and children the tane going into battle the whanau like life what is the most important thing in this world it is life and that saw an end to that or like a ceasefire and they could uh what's the word I'm just going to actually backtrack and I'll just, yeah, <laughs> that's what she said. And that was the essence. And that's actually what I wrote about in the blog post. So my ignorance, I guess, put me in that position to get called out, which was so humbling and so necessary for me in my hiding up, sharing kōrero. Um, and then did a big apology. And it was really cool as well, because not many people knew that kōrero either. So... Yes, my failures or shortcomings, I suppose, as a uh, in my role, allowed for this really beautiful thing to happen. Uh, but we haven't even got to the question. <laughs> um, I thought perhaps the Fagatauaki is referring to the huge responsibilities that Tangata have, thus given the Nui position in the scheme of things, that Tangata are the ones to to observe kawa and yeah I think I haven't even thought about it like that and that's such a beautiful perspective on it that yes while we hmm, really should have read through this in my practice rehearsal <laughs> thought about my part-time but I just got sidetracked with the blog and that whole experience <laughs> scarred for life <laughs> um, but what am I trying to say yeah, that as the taina, even if it is a literal translation, it's with the implied responsibility and the inherent responsibility that we have to our tuakana. So yeah, I really like that one. I don't even know if I answered that question. Please let me know. Also, if you weren't aware, like this video is only available through our uh, hub through the Facebook group, Pūrākau Principles, um, but the audio is available to everyone through the Whakapapa Effect podcast, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, but Spotify and Apple Podcasts being the most uh, popular ones. Uh, 
Um, yeah, but so if you want to watch me and not really let a side note, this room is going to be painted sometime in the next couple of months. <laughs> I really don't like the colour. <laughs> and yeah, I want to, if anyone has any recommendations on where to get new door handles, yeah, just want to zhuzh it up a little bit. Uh, so back to our regular programming. I have a Pātai in Te Reo Māori. Now, please, thank you so much for this Pātai. It's beautiful. There's a bit of a paragraph, a couple of paragraphs here. The question itself is in Te Reo Māori. Now, it's from someone learning Te Reo Māori. So I won't read it out word for word, but the, I'll give you my interpretation of the question. And please, if this is your Pātai, please let me know if I've answered it correctly. And then, part two to that would be Mehe mea katuku pātai i te reo Māori. Kei te pirangi hoki i te whakautu ki te reo Māori. If you were to send, and this is open to everyone, uh, if you send a pātai in te reo Māori through, would you like, would you prefer a response in te reo Māori? And then just under that, we'll just like make another bullet point <laughs> question. What are your thoughts on, I'm trying not to fill my plate up too much, but what are your thoughts on me answering these questions, doing these Q&As, or even other podcast episodes, like even maybe the Hapu-tanga one, the Hapu, the birth, the Whānautanga, oh sorry, Hapu-tanga, the pregnancy, the Whānautanga, the birth and then being a mama or like any kind of episode any podcast any content as i mentioned earlier i'm just kind of getting back into it and i don't know how much of you will stick around when you hear how good these one take <laughs> pieces go <laughs> but would you like to hear those recorded all in english with the you know occasional kupu maori my jam is tupuna matauranga ancestral knowledge like it's all maori worldview so of course there's going to be kupu maori in it but the uh all predominantly in english and then another episode in te reo maori that'll be good for me too because although i speak maori to my daughter to my partner to my whanau and even to myself and to i don't know if you can hear tafiri outside at the moment having a good haka uh, but I tried to speak it and have even started singing to my daughter now, which I won't uh, <laughs> I won't put that burden on to you to listen. <laughs> but yeah, just putting it out there if you'd like to have Te Reo Māori content as well. Let me know about that one. There's a lot of my, yeah, I have a, quite a few requests for you in this episode, funnily enough. Um, but this is my interpretation of this pātai. And this is so beautiful, and I hope that I'm answering it correctly. But again, same with this one. I should have written it down concisely so that we don't have these awesome silences. <laughs> and I should sing in the background while I'm <laughs> okay. So this is where I think, what I think this question is asking. 
is how to encourage and empower wahine Māori to embrace their femininity. I don't really think that word fits, but uh, embrace their wahine tanga and what role do tāne play in it? Or how can tāne also uh, support that? And then also, how do we support tāne in embracing their taha tāne? Okay, I think that's the pātai. If this is your pātai, please let me know. Um, I'll actually respond and hopefully uh, we can get to the bottom of this and you might get your own uh, episode just focusing on this pātai. Um, so for me, oh, I remember having a conversation of... One of the first things that comes to mind is that it's not a wānanga and it's not a practice, it's not a, I don't want to say a movement, it's not something just for wahine to focus on. Yes, there should be spaces for wahine to come together in that safety, in that like divine feminine, um, to learn, to discuss different things, to... Uh, pull themselves apart and put themselves back together again but also Tani need to have, be having hmm, I don't know if it's their own conversations by themselves perhaps but definitely Wahine and Tani need to be in Wananga together Tani play a Tani probably in the like break this up into phases and then tāne for probably the first part to have this uh, more passive listening, observing type of role and where they are encouraged to really look inward and unpack all the misogyny and patriarchal types of whakaru and beliefs and behaviours they might have um, and then that transition into a more... Uh, if you're watching the video, you can see my hands. I'm trying. This is what I do when I'm trying to find the word. <laughs> it helps me, um, like a more not symbiotic, uh, a more two-sided wānanga. So not just wahine sharing their fakaro and their perspective, but also tāne coming uh, with their homework already done or in the process of being completed. Hey, it's never completed. That's not the correct word. But tāne with the inner reflections, with the effort to deconstruct and pull apart and uh, this alternate perspective of themselves, of wahine, the role and the mana that wahine and tāne have, what the balance looks like, what has affected the imbalance and what continue, like the systemic things in our world and also even in decolonizing or indigenizing uh, the things that are still at play what their role can be to totoko and also for wahine as well how to totoko our tāne into embracing their mana wahine I'm pretty sure that's the words that I'm looking for um, or you know that each of us have the feminine and masculine within us um, but I remember growing up, like, I was a real tomboy, but I was also encouraged to believe and think that 
girly things were bad, like pink, you know, like these, uh, what's commonly referred to as like girly or feminine, like um, pink and being feminine in how I looked and, you know, taking, not taking pride in my appearance, but, you know, doing it up and putting makeup on and those kinds of things is if they were things to be, uh, to not be embraced. Hikama, we're reaching, <laughs> we're scraping here. But I hope that you can understand or uh, relate to that. I was encouraged to, you know, be one of the boys and that kind of thing. Um, whereas as I've grown a little bit older, like the friendships that I have with wahine are so deep and so meaningful and, and with some tāne as well. Uh, but I remember growing up, there was always something that was discouraged. And there was something that I was proud of as well, because that was kind of what I knew. And I was one of the boys. Most of my cousins were boys. My best friend was a boy, still is to this day. Uh, but I know that there are things I want to do differently with my daughter. And like, it's okay to like those things. It doesn't, doesn't matter, <laughs> really, in the bigger scheme of things. But you, what I'm trying to say is, like, I don't want her to feel bad or feel like she can't like those things if she does anyway back to our question how do we tautoko te whakaora i te puawai o ngā mana wahine Māori and I think we don't empower people directly but we can create environments where people empower themselves. That's one of my most favorite, favorite quotes. And I love it because we're so shaped by our environment in ways that we don't even know. Even like the color of this room or the handles, like <laughs> maybe not even in that way, but our environments shape so much of how we think and how we see ourselves, the types of thoughts we have, the types of conversations we have with others, with ourselves internally, that wānanga. And so first thing I would focus on would be that is creating those environments and making them accessible, um, just creating that safe space. I think that phrase is a bit uh, overused or it's kind of getting diluted, but creating these environments where you can explore or where wahine can explore, where tāne can explore what that means for wahine to fully embody and express themselves in their mana that they are. <laughs> Personally, don't really like the way mana wahine is used, but that might be, I'm just going to leave that there, cause some chaos. <laughs> and if you have any pātai on it, let's go about it, or I might address it in our next Q&A next month. Um, but yeah, don't, I'm not a fan. Like, I, I appreciate te mana o te wahine, te mana o te tāne, te mana o te taia, te mana, you know, of everything. Everything has mana. But it's just an unfamiliar, oh, not unfamiliar, it's just a, it doesn't sit right for me and how it's being used. But anyway, I hope that answers the question. That's all I have at the moment, is just, you're creating those environments or expanding on those environments because I think some of them already exist um, and if you are in uh, any capacity where someone wahine in particular especially young wahine 
um, as they go through all those changes and transitions, um, all the hormones, you know, surging throughout their tinana as they progress through puberty and have to kind of learn to live with this great, awesome power they have to create life, you know, becoming a wahine, um, is if you're in a position of authority or caring for someone like that, if, if wahine or kotiro are in your life, um, it would be that kind of gentle, I hope that someone else has better, more eloquent words for this, and I'm sure after I end recording it'll come to me, but that you have a really empathetic approach and way about you to just just afi just i don't know the visual that's coming to mind is like a warm hug like i wish i had that at different stages in my life especially when i was going through puberty um that feeling of comfort and of safety as i navigated these different parts of myself that were just exposing and revealing themselves to me and some that have been there a, a while as well. But I think I'm kind of rambling on. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was kind of the last full in-depth part. I have had some more part about the programs and the courses. And as I was preparing the emails and stuff to send out and the, doing all the promotional stuff and planning, as I mentioned in the previous Q&A, there's been a lot of planning and then replanning and then adjusting the plans and replanning again. Um, I just, I don't know, it's how I make decisions, but it just wasn't sitting right and I wasn't really comfortable with sending it out. And I just this morning clicked what it was. And so tonight something's going to come out to you. You probably have it at the time of listening or watching this. <laughs> um, but something's going to come up today and then in the next few weeks as I rejig a few things and refine what I actually want to do or what the actual deeper kaupapa is and vision is and what piece or what role the programs and the courses so note the plural there, uh, what role those will, ha will have in that bigger picture. Because up until now, it was just like, yeah, I'll just do this thing. And then I'll just add that and add that, add that. And rather than actually taking the time to intentionally weave those pieces together, they were just stacked up on top of each other and so not fixed. And so it just fell apart. That's the analogy I had. And I'm no weaver, but uh, <laughs> hopefully that makes sense. And so there'll be more info coming out in the next couple of weeks leading up to Rākau Nui. I'll leave it at that. Okay, um, but thank you for your time. I appreciate you so much. And thank you for sharing your partai with me. Be sure, like, again, as I send more comms out, you'll have some notice to send your partai through as well. Um, and about other things for our Pūrāko Principles Hub. Um, but yeah, more kōrero coming for you over the next couple of days, next couple of weeks. Ko te manakoia i pai enei kōrero. Let me know any feedback, any pātai you might have. And I'll catch you 
next month in May uh, for our next uh, kōrero, but also in between then as well. Tēnā koutou, hei kona.